You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 108. And today, ladies, we are looking at the emotional side of our health. And we are diving in and we are going to be talking about how to have a healthier mindset and how having a healthier mindset can lead to new habit changes. And we're going to learn about how to change habits and what it takes to change those habits, to move into our healthier direction. Since sometimes, and especially with the past year, we might have backslidden into some habits that are just not serving us anymore. And change is not easy for any of us. So we're going to talk about that in today's podcast. And I have a great freebie for you. It's about 21 healthy habits that you can do. Okay. And you can go get that at wellwomannetwork.com forward slash podcast forward slash 108 dash healthy mindset. Again, it's 21 healthy habits that you can start doing for 2021. It's a great addition to today's episode and you can get it at wellwomannetwork.com forward slash podcast forward slash 108 dash healthy mindset. So let me know what you think about it. And if there's anything else that you think we can include on our list for next year, let us know. So without further ado, let's dive in and learn about having a healthier mindset to change our habits and how each reflects back on one another. Welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad. I'm a certified women's health and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and now new proud Nana. And I'm on a global mission to disrupt the women's health education space by showing women how to be their healthiest self by teaching them how to be their number one self-care advocate. I believe that true transformation only happens when we come together as a collective group of women who are like-minded, who are curious and want to learn about our health as it pertains to us being women. So how do we do that? We do it one healthy conversation at a time. So let's dive in. Well, hey there, ladies, and welcome back to this week's episode. I've got my cup of coffee and I am ready to go. So I hope that you really enjoyed last week's episode about thyroid. And again, if it got too techy for you or whatever, like I said, just hit me up on Instagram or over on Facebook or anywhere that you can reach out to us. We've got multiple places to contact us. So today I wanted to talk to you about, you know, resetting our mindset and habits. You know, it's always good to go back and look, look at some of the basic stuff as we start off a new year, a new project, you know, any of those things that is something new. Okay. And I know that we do this every year and I know that most people, you know, when it becomes a new year, start talking about a new mindset, new habits, new, this, new, that, you know, new year, new, you new resolutions, the whole nine yards. So I just wanted to touch upon it and kind of like give you my perspective on it and where we can, you know, change things a little bit to help ourselves improve because, you know, I don't know about you, but you know, 2020, and we keep talking about this, you know, it was a year of a lot of change, change in almost every facet of how we lived life, right? You know, from how we work to how we parent, to how we school our children, to how we shop, to, you know, to everything, how we get online, we communicate with each other, everything switched. And 
you know, some of it was an easy transition for some people. And for a lot of people, it wasn't an easy transition. And when we fall into times of uneasy transition, you know, we tend to fall back on, you know, old or sometimes even, I don't want to say bad habits, you know, but habits that don't serve us. So let's, let's use that. I like that much better because I don't like to say we're bad. We fall back on habits that aren't really serving us anymore or that shouldn't be serving us anymore. Okay. Cause, but we fall back on them because they feel comfortable, right? Who doesn't like, you know, that old comfortable pair of shoes you put it on. I, I mean, I have, I'll be honest with you this year, I had to really give up two of my favorite pair of shoes. I just had to throw them away because they were so worn on the bottom and I couldn't find a, a shoe repair place to save my life around where I live to get these shoes fixed. And I even went online and I was searching and I was searching on Amazon all over to try to find a duplicate pair. You know, I went to the name brand, I, I looked it up and I couldn't find these shoes anywhere. And the reason that I loved them and I hung on for dear life, I mean, I was clawing my fingernails into, into these two pieces of shoes that I did not want to give away because one of them was black and one of them was brown. And I mean, actually brown, not like, you know, that ugly kind of brown or in between or beige, or whatever. It was actually brown and they were flat shoes, but most importantly, they were the most comfortable shoes. And I bought them like at not an expensive store. I don't even remember where I bought these two pair of shoes. Cause you know, I hang on to them for dear life for so many years, but after a while they were worn, they were hurting my feet. The, um, actually in one of the pair of shoes, they kind of the bottom even wore off and I kind of even put a insole in there, but when it was wet, the water would come through and soak my sock. It was kind of disgusting if you ask me. Okay. So it was really time for them to go, but you know, I hang, I hung on to them because they felt comfortable and I didn't want to change to new shoes because for me, finding a pair of comfortable flat shoes for my arch that fit my feet that are comfortable is very difficult. So, you know, even though these shoes weren't serving me anymore and they were all worn out and they were actually hurting my feet more than benefiting my feet at the end, I still clung on to them for dear life because they brought comfort to me. And I didn't have to break in a new pair of shoes. I had tried to find these other pair of black flats. I've gone through three of them, trying them. I thought, okay, these will work. I'll buy them. You know, and it's hard for me to buy shoes off online because it's like, I can't try them on. I can't walk around in them, but I decided I was going to do it. I get them home because they looked comfortable on the screen and now nah, I paid for them, but now they're sitting in, my, in the box in my closet and I really don't want to wear them because they're not really all that comfortable. I've tried. So, you know, I understand about hanging on to things that, you know, that no longer serve us. And, you know, and I've hung on to mindset and, you know, and mental things and hold on into my heart that really aren't serving me. And they kind of hold me back. And, you know, I revisit them because I'm one of those people that I can look in the mirror and really, you know, be truthful with myself. But then sometimes I find myself backsliding into those same bad thought patterns. So really this year in 2021, I have put it on my vision board and in my goal book that I am really going to try to tr start changing some of those mindset habits in a really meaningful way. I've got some books on my list that I want to read that I'm going to really focus on. I've got some affirmations for myself that I'm going to do. And I've got some, you know, me work that I have on my calendar that I want to start doing to move my mindset into a different direction. So hence today's episode. And, you know, I know that was a long segue into what we're going to talk about, but I just wanted to get you there. Okay. So bear with me. All right. So that I know ladies, that most of us, most women that is are creatures of habit. 
you know, and that's okay. Like I just said, you know, we're creatures of habit. We get into a thing and it works and we just don't want to change because it works. Right. And we figure if we try something new, oh my gosh, it's just going to throw us off and we don't have the time for things to be thrown off. So I get it. Okay. So when it comes to being creatures of habit, that includes our mindset and our thought patterns. Okay. And like I just said, you might've noticed this when something stressful or upsetting happens, your mind tends to go to the same place that it always does, or you reach for that same comfort food, or you reach for your same, you know, clothes that you just, that those comfort clothes, you know, and it's the same ones over and over again. You get what I mean, right? Come on, give me an amen here. Raise your hand, ladies. I I know you're out there and and you can feel me. Okay. So I know that while this can be frustrating, it is also very possible to change how we re- how we react by changing our entire mindset. Okay. And that's where I want to go today. I want to talk a little bit about mindset and I want to talk a little bit about habits. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about is flipping the script. Okay. So flipping the script is about taking your normal thought process and flipping them. Okay. You've heard this. So all those negative thoughts and the negative self-talk can be turned around into something positive. So you remember the point is not to put pressure on yourself and force yourself to be positive all the time. That's just unrealistic, right? We all, you know, we all have crappy days. Sometimes we all just get down on ourselves and down on our luck and the whole thing. And that's okay. Okay. We're allowed to have a pity party a month. I allow myself to have one. That's it. You know, pity party one a month and move on. Okay. So life happens, but I want you to try and find the positive whenever possible. Stop talking down to yourself. Okay. Be optimistic and look for ways to put a positive spin, even on stressful situations, because the more that we do this lady, ladies, the more natural that it becomes. All right. Mindset and habits are like building a muscle. It's like working out. You have to do it often and frequent in order for that muscle to be built and for it to be, be second nature. Okay. So, you know, a lot of us, just because of all the stuff that went on in 2020, you know, we're in that negative headspace, you know, with the election for some of us, with the social injustice for some of us, you know, with just everything combined, people just are in a negative headspace right now. They don't know what the world's coming to, what to expect. And people, you know, a lot of that brings up fear, anxiety, and that just brings up negative stuff. And when we are in that space, like I said, we tend to fall back on habits and things that don't serve us. And if we get too far backslidden into all that stuff, it's very hard to start making forward progress again. So I know a lot of people in 2019 were making progress and then 2020 hit and boom, we backslid. And now we have to realize that and start pushing ourselves into a new direction, no matter what 2021 is going to be holding for us. Okay. So the next thing is this is right now, it's a wonderful gift when you can learn to be self-aware and understand what motivates you. Okay. This is another big thing with mindset. Okay. So what motivates you, what bothers you, and most of all, what the heck inspires you? Okay. Ladies, the more you know about yourself, the more you can use that to guide you toward success and happiness. I talk about this a lot, you know, be self-aware. Don't, you know, look at yourself and it may be uncomfortable but start looking at the good, the bad, the ugly. Okay. And I'm just saying that I'm not putting you down for the good, the bad, the ugly, because I do too. But if you don't analyze yourself and you don't become self-aware of, you know, what makes you unhappy, what makes you happy, what brings you joy, what doesn't bring you joy, then you keep on doing those same things. At a certain point, you've got to be self-aware and figure out what you want and be able to go after it. 
And even though self-awareness for a lot of people doesn't always come naturally and like anything else in your life, it's something that you need to work on. It's something that I'm encouraging you to really do because if you learn why you do what you do, you can learn how to reset your mindset to work on those natural instincts. Okay. So if you know what makes you happy, then you can start adding more of that into your life. If you know what, ins- what inspires you, then you can have more of that. If you know what you don't like, you can start eliminating some of that too. But if you don't become aware of those things, then you have to, you're never going to move in that direction. Okay. Like for me, one of the things for 2021, I'll give you an example is even though I did self-care last year, I really, the self-care that truly I need to be doing for myself, I didn't do enough of it. So this year it's on my calendar to do more filling up my tank self-care. Okay. Because sometimes I was, I was equating self-care with, you know, oh, self-care is like I'm, I get joy and I get happiness out of helping other people. I get joy and happiness by contributing. I get joy and happiness out of this. And that fills my tank, even though it does fill my bank, it's I'm doing for others and I'm not really spending the time really practicing the true nature of self-care and self-care is what am I doing really for my physical and my mental health, even though it makes me happy and it brings me joy. And that's mentally I really wasn't doing enough of the physical stuff last year to really bring me happiness and joy in the, in my self-care role. So this year I'm changing it. Okay. So see, I'm becoming self-aware. I knew what I wasn't doing and I knew the stuff, even though I was doing self-care, it wasn't really true self-care, like in the sense of physical self-care, it was more in mental self-care and yeah, that's good, but you got to do, you know, you have to have a balance of both mental and physical. Okay. So the more you become aware of yourself, the more that you can really change and affect your life because you can use those two letter words that are not bad and it's no, no, thank you. Not at this time. And you can get rid of things on your plate that are not serving you. The more you become self-aware of what your goals are, what you want to do, what direction you want your life to go in. And is it, is this, whatever you're doing, is it adding to you or is it subtracting from you? And if it's subtracting from you, you're, then, you know, you're self-aware and you can just say, not at this time. Thank you, but no, thank you. Not right now. You know, and you can move more into those self-serving things that are going to move you towards the things that you really want to accomplish in your life. Okay. And then the next thing is to reset your mindset. You may need to step out of your comfort zone, ladies, a little. Okay. Like we were talking about change is not always comfortable for everybody, even in your own thoughts. So do you find it comforting to just sulk in your negative emotions and then dwell on them? A lot of people do. This might seem like it's easier, but you're allowing yourself to feel worse than necessary. Try to get out of your comfort zone thoughts by thinking about things in a new way, not just thinking more positively, but reframing your thoughts and peeking out from the dark little corner in your mind. Okay. So if something, you know, may seem uncomfortable, try it. You know, who cares if you, if you try it and you don't like it, no big deal. You don't have to keep on doing it, but don't stop yourself before you even start or allow yourself to start. A lot of us do that. It's called self-sabotage. You know, we don't start something. We give ourselves a million and one reasons why so-and-so isn't going to, something isn't going to work and we don't ever do it. Good example. I was sitting down, I called one of my BFFs, um, a week ago and we had this most fabulous chat and she knows who she is. If she's listening to this, because she'll, she'll know the story. And she was telling me that she was like writing down all the things, you know, just letting herself, you know, if I wasn't doing her current business that she was doing, what would she be doing? And she just allowed herself to kind of dream. And she came up with this thing, but when she started thinking about it, she automatically started thinking, 
oh, how am I going to make this happen? Where am I going to get the money? Where am I going to get this? And then she stopped herself, she was telling me, and she started thinking, you know what? I don't need to know the how right now. I just need to know that this is a possibility and I'm going to move in that possibility and just keep taking steps forward. And if it's meant to be, it will come to me. And I'm not going to worry about how I'm going to do it because the how for most of us, when we start thinking, how are we going to accomplish X, Y, and Z, whether it's in our health, our business, our life, our relationships, or whatever it is, that how trips us up because we spend so much thinking, time thinking, how are we going to do it that we end up not doing it? You don't need to know the how to everything, ladies. You just need to know what it is that you want to bring into your life. Okay. And that and the how will come later. You will figure it out. You know, the universe has a great way of when you put things out there, it comes back to you. People start showing up in your life that, you know, they're going to help you move towards that goal without you even thinking about it. So quit stopping yourself with the how and just think of the possibilities and the why that you want to do something and then move on that and move on those actions and quit letting the how or the fear of the how block you because it does block us. Trust me. You, so many things block our mind that we don't even think of because they're not, we don't think of them consciously, but subconsciously we've got so much crap that's blocking us that we need to just get rid of it and allow ourselves to really move into our full potential. Okay. Even myself, I got to say my own words there too. Okay. Then here's the thing. Let's talk now about how to change your behavior in order to develop new habits and routines. Okay. Because the first thing ladies that you need to know about behavior change is that it is a process. Okay. And one that takes time. Okay. It requires practice. It requires persistence and it requires an understanding that it's not going to be easy to change and it's not going to happen overnight. Okay. So that's the reason that most of us get tripped up right there. Okay. Is that we think that change or making new habits. Oh, it just should be so easy and should just happen overnight. We should just be able to do it. Oh, I'm, I'm superwoman and I can just make it happen. And that's not how it goes. Okay. It's like a muscle, like I told you, okay? If you just started working out, you're not going to be fit on day one, okay? You have to work into it. So it takes practice, it takes persistence, and it takes understanding that it's going to take some time, okay? You are not going to say today that I want to lose 50 pounds and go to bed and tomorrow miraculously wake up and you're 50 pounds lighter. It's just not going to happen. And we all know that, okay? But a lot of people think that they think, oh, I can lose 50 pounds and it's only going to take me a month. So then when they say, oh, it's only going to take me a month, they get that so ingrained in their head that when a month comes up and they didn't lose their 50 pounds, then they're starting to beat themselves up again. When that was unrealistic in the first place to think that you're going to lose 50 pounds in a month because it ain't going to happen. Okay. It just ain't. Trust me. Okay. So don't set yourself up for things to fail when you're making unrealistic things. Okay. The reason that people struggle ladies also to a changing their habits is because they don't bother looking at their behaviors. Okay. Just like we don't take a time to look at self-awareness, we don't bother and we don't take the time to look at our behaviors. Okay. And these are the cues and triggers that cause us to make certain choices. Okay. Why do we react that way? Why are we choosing this over that? Have, have, I mean, when was the last time you really sat and analyzed for any length of time, why you do certain things that you do? Okay. Like, why do I let people keep on walking all over me? Why is it hard for me to say no? Why is it that every time I try to eat healthy, I end up not eating healthy and really sat there and gave it some thought process and really wrote down the things that get in the way and that we're honest with ourselves and truthful, you know, to look at those things. Okay. So that's the thing. 
You have to look at your cues and you have to look at the triggers that cause you to take those actions and to make those choices so that you can find ways of changing things. Okay. So by first developing the mindset, which we just talked about earlier, that that is longer. Okay. That's going to take a longer process. And that about changing your behaviors into healthier ones is going to take some time. You'll be able to change your habits much more effectively. So we have to change our mindset. And then we have to look at behavior changes and we have to look at cues and our triggers and understand them. So now I want to talk to you a little bit about, okay, so with this change, you know, changing our habits and changing our mindset, what are, you know, what are the stages of how a person changes? Okay. Because there is, there is a scientific process through this. Okay. And there's five stages. So there are five main stages of change when it comes to changing your behavior. And these include pre-contemplation pre, um, stage, contemplation stage, determination, action, and maintenance. And maintenance. So the first one begins with pre-contemplation stage, where you're just starting to think about what you want to change. So you might feel like you need to eat healthier, or you might need to lose a little weight, but you really haven't thought it through yet. Okay. So this is just when you're, you know, you're contemplating what it is that you want to change, but I want to stop here and I want to make this side note very clear to you. Okay. It's very important to note here that the changes you want to make or that they need to be your own. Okay. They, they are not to be should haves or I have to changes. Okay. Cause most of us make these type of changes. Like an example, my mom said, I need to, I should, or I need to lose weight. My doctor said, I have to do these things or so-and-so said I have to, or so-and-so said I should. Okay. Here's the thing, ladies, you don't have to make any change that you don't want to make. You don't have to be anybody that you don't want to be. Okay. Your life and your choices are yours. And you have to look at your life and that's how you have to make your choices about what you're going to do and not do. Because when you do should haves or I have to type of changes, they usually never work out because they're not yours in your heart. They are somebody else's desires for you. Okay. And even though somebody may have the best intentions for you, if you don't have those same intentions for yourself, it's not going to work. So quit looking at, I should have, or I have to type of changes and start looking at what you want to do and what interests you and motivates you. Okay. Okay. Then you have the contemplation stage where you think about it more and you actually decide on the behaviors or habits that will make you change. Okay. Next is determination where you get excited about this, about the behavior that you're going to change. And you start really starting to think about it a little bit more. And it's actually starting to come together in your mind. Then comes action where you, where you start putting the plan into action. And after that is maintenance, which is what people, most of them, they forget about. It's often the most difficult when it comes to changing a behavior and where people get caught up and they, and they slip up in, and that is maintaining something. Okay. It's easy to start a change. It's, it's easy to think about a change then it's easy to start putting some, you know, thought behind it. Then it's easy to start putting some goals or action steps behind it. But then, you know, you start doing it and it's been a month or two and you get bored. So the maintenance is where most people get tripped up because remember I said it takes time and it's a persistence thing that is going to be of a, you know, longer haul. And part of the problem with it, with people, when they think about their health is they think about their health as a one and done type of thing. And what you need to think about is your health ladies is a journey. It's, it's a, it's a fluid thing. It's changing every single day. Okay. And 
every day you're a little bit older and every year you're another old, you're, you're another year older, things change in your body, your chemistry, your, you know, your, how you're thinking, everything changes. So your health is going to change and reflect you as a person as you grow and as you change through these different stages. So what worked yesterday may not work a year from now. Okay. Don't get stuck in that. It has to only be one way change, you know, can be fluid and it can be up and down and it can be an ever evolving journey. And that's what your health is. Your health is a journey. It's not a destination. Okay. We can always improve our health. Always. We can always do better. I don't care. Even if you are the healthiest person on the planet right now, there is something that you can do that is going to make you even healthier than where you are now. Okay. It's just, that's just how it is. Health is not a stagnant thing. It's a forever changing, growing, moving phenomena. Okay. All right. So let's see how, you know, behavior change helps with us to make better habits. So why does behavior change help when it comes to changing up our habits? The answer is because habits are behaviors, ladies, what, whether you, whether you think they are subconscious or they're not, there's something that you learned in your life that kept you doing for whatever reason. Some of them are good habits, like brushing your teeth every morning when you get up. Okay. Like you probably don't even think about it anymore. You just get up and you brush your teeth because you've been doing it for so long, but others are bad habits or behaviors like feeling that you need to eat dessert after dinner all the time. Oh, I have to have dessert. This is probably more of a behavior habit than anything else. So start developing new habits and routines that better fit the healthy mindset that you want, not the mindset that you have right now. Okay. So if you want to be healthier, start thinking about health the healthier mindset choices and options. It's like they say, if you want to be a millionaire, how do you get to be a millionaire? Well, you have to start thinking like a millionaire. What would a millionaire's day look like? Okay. How would a millionaire answer these type of questions? So if you want to be healthier, then you have to say, you know, what would a healthy, how would a healthy person look at this? If that's your, if that's your thing, if you are wanting to gain more health, you have to ask yourself different questions, better questions. Okay. All right. So let's see here. I'm just, I'm going over my notes, make sure we're covering everything. Okay. Okay. So what if you started telling yourself ladies that you love healthy and nutritious food, getting back to, you know, the bad habit that you're saying that, Oh, I can't lose weight or I can't eat healthy because I don't like, you know, I don't like shopping. I, it's too expensive and I don't know what to do. Okay. So that's, that's a mindset. Okay. So how do you shift that? Well, you shift it by saying, okay, I love healthy and nutritious food and you like that it doesn't. And you sell yourself. I don't like fattening foods because fattening foods make me feel, you know, grumpy. They make me have less energy. They make me bloated. So you have to flip the script on, on looking at how you are looking at things and how your, how your mindset is moving towards that. So if you say, like, I have a lot of patients who say, oh, I just do not like eating um, vegetables. I've never liked a vegetable and I just don't like eating it and I will never eat it. Okay. Well, that is a closed mindset instead of saying, okay, well, I don't like vegetables. Well, what vegetables have you tried? Have you tried all vegetables out there and every single vegetable that exists on this planet you've tried and you don't like it? That's what you're saying, right? See, so we have to start analyzing these things. So really when you say, oh, there, I don't like any vegetable, really, how can you say that you don't like any vegetable? You probably haven't even tried half the vegetables out there. And a lot of us say things because they are things that we have been conditioned with from our parents. Like for instance, 
you know, if your parent doesn't like broccoli, the chances that you got served broccoli in your household may be slimmer than somebody whose parents like broccoli. Okay. If I don't like broccoli, then I'm not going to buy broccoli and bring it into my household and probably serve it to my family. Or if we're out to dinner and we get broccoli and I make this in my family's there and I make the, you know, the statement to my kids, Oh God, broccoli just tastes so disgusting. It tastes like dirt. It's like this. What image am I giving to my kids of what broccoli is? I'm giving them the image that broccoli tastes disgusting. It's yucky. And they're going to start adapting that. And then they're going to start saying, I don't like broccoli when they haven't even tried broccoli, or I haven't even given them the chance to make and form their own opinion about broccoli. Okay. So again, we have to be self-aware. Look at why we make the choices that we do. Are we making this choice because someone else made this choice for us a long time ago and it's just become a habit now? Or is this really true that I made this choice? And if I made this choice, why did I make this choice? Is, was it a, for a good reason or for, was it for a bad reason? Okay. So that's what we need to do. Okay. All right. So simple shifts can turn into new habits over a period of time. And remember, a habit is formed over time. They say 21 days, but for some people it needs to be longer because some people don't stick with a habit exactly every single day for 21 days. They go for three days, off for four, back on, and it doesn't work. A habit is going to take time, just like building a muscle. So remember that it takes persistence, it takes time, and it takes, you know, being a thought pattern and really understanding, you know, your cues and your triggers for why you're doing what you're doing. But a thing that can help you is to habit stack. And habit stacking is the process of taking habits that fit together and putting them into a routine. Okay. After all, ladies, this is really all a routine that we're talking about. Okay. So it's a collection of habits that you stack because they fit well in one phase of your day, whether it's in the morning, your morning routine, or it's in your lunchtime routine, or it's in your evening routine. So here are some things that I want you to know about habit stacking and how you can take advantage of it with your own routines and habits. Okay. So a big part of habit stacking is having cues for each of your habits. These are signs that you tell what habit is coming up next. For example, the cue for your morning routine is probably waking up or turning off your alarm. So what do you do next and why do you do it? Are you using the bathroom because it is a pure habit or because you have an urgency to use it? This is your cue. It tells you what you need to do next and is a, is a more core principle of habit stacking. So for example, you know, let's give it this way. You might start associating the sun going down as the end of your work day. It's when you turn off your computer and you mentally let work go until the next day. The rest of your evening habits are about your self-care, your home, and your family. Okay. So think of habit stacking like a staircase, simpler to think and visualize with the simplest habit being at the bottom of the staircase, requiring the least amount of effort. Okay. And the biggest or most complicated habit being at the top of the staircase, requiring the most amount of effort. All the steps in between are made up of the habits that take up from the earliest habit to the most consuming or complex habit. They're all important to you ladies, but in this way, they lead from one to the other in order that makes sense for you. And they cause you to have what's known as a routine. Okay. Stacking habits can be done during your daily routines. Think of your routine, any routine that you have, like your morning routine. It is simply a stack of habits that all go together, right? So if you have a routine about improving your physical health, like making a healthy breakfast, doing yoga and drinking water, it doesn't make sense to read a book in the middle of doing that, right? It doesn't go with the flow. 
So I want you to start thinking and stack your habits that complement each other and your routines create themselves. So do you find yourself caught in a cycle of starting a new routine with a bunch of new habits, then failing pretty soon after you begin? You are not a failure, ladies. I want you to know that, okay? Because it, again, it takes time, it takes practice, it takes persistence, and it takes keep on keeping on to get new mindset and new habits to go in. So you are not, you are not a failure, okay? And no hope is lost if you fall off and you have to get back on. All you need to do is tweak a little things here and there to get you back onto your routine and to help make them stick. Okay. So this we can habit stack. Like you do like in the morning, like I get up, I make my, I have my, I drink my warm lemon water when I first get up in the morning. Okay. And I'm checking things and I'm checking my, you know, I look at my Bible study on my computer, on my app, on my phone. I go through that while I'm drinking that. And then I get up and I do my steps and then I get up and I have, after that, I make my cup of coffee. I stretch, I do, you know, I get dressed, I get ready for work, workday habits, you know, workday morning habits and routines are stacked differently than when the days that I'm at home, different things for different things, but we have a routine and I know what my day is going to look like and I know how it's going to go. And when you know how your day is going to flow, it's a lot easier to move in the forward direction instead of, Oh, I don't know what today is going to be like. And just, ah, you know, all over the place, then you really end up doing nothing. Okay. All right. If you don't know why you're including a certain habit, you're not going to stick to it. Okay. Cause we talked about this before self-awareness. Habit building should always start with the why. Okay. Why are you doing something? So begin by writing down the habits you're thinking about introducing into your routine. Then next to each one, I want you to write the reason why you want to do this habit or why is it important to you? How will this new habit benefit you? What are you hoping to gain from this new habit? What is your main reason for choosing them? And what was your inspiration for this? Okay. From that, you can see which habits you are really passionate about and which ones you just chose because you heard someone else doing it or someone else told you that you should be doing it or that you have to do it. Remember, we went back to those should haves and have tos that this will help you sort out all of those things that other people are putting expectations on you that really are not your own stuff. Okay. All right. All right. So then next, okay. Then I want you to look at habits not as individual elements, but as a routine, just like I was just talking about. We want to habit stack. What habits can you put together that complement each other instead of contradicting one another? You're looking at habits that flow into a routine from one to the other. It's going to be hard to have a morning routine when you have a habit of working the first hour of the day, along with writing down in your journal, going to the gym and making breakfast all in a short period of time. Find a better flow, ladies, so that the habits happen to go right along with each other and within the same amount of time so that that routine will go together. All right. So if you want to, you know, get your morning off by going to the gym and having breakfast, you know, you have breakfast first, then you go to the gym and then you're going to have your, your cup of coffee or you journal first. Okay. You are not going to start off with your day with, um, I'm going to go and start doing, you know, work on the computer because working on the computer gets you in the work mode. It's not in the morning self-care mode. So if you're going to get up and work in the morning, then have a work flow. If you're going to get up and have a self-care flow, have a self-care stacking habit flow, not try to combine work, self-care and whatever else you want to get in there because it's not going to happen. Okay. All right. Then I want you to stick to a schedule while your routine will soon become something, you know, for you, you don't have to think about it when it's, when you're doing it all the time and it becomes rote, 
like I said, it's like brushing your teeth. You don't have to think about it. This will help you a lot in the beginning. Think about how much time you'll have for your new habits and what time of day that they're going to fit in best because some things are better to do in the morning, some things are better to do in the afternoon, and some things are better to do in the evening, okay? So stick to a schedule and use that schedule for like at least, you know, three months to six months. And then after that, you can change it, but you won't get into a routine or a habit until you keep doing something for a period of time. Okay. So stick with the schedule, stick with the routine. Once you figured out what that is for you, what drives you, what motivates you, why you're doing something. Remember, be self-aware is the most important thing. And then most importantly too, ladies is to reward yourself and to track your habits, whether you're going to journal something down, you know, whatever you're going to do when you stick to certain things or you set goals and you accomplish them, you write down actions and you get there, then you need to give yourself a big, huge pat on the back and an amen and give yourself some grace and space and go do something good for yourself. Build rewards into your, into your calendar, whether it's through work or your self-care or whatever it is that you're doing. Okay. The mind and the body responds to positive reinforcements, not negative reinforcements. It's just like when you were a kid, if your mom and dad said to you, okay, I want you to go clean your room. And after you clean your room, we'll go get some ice cream. What did you do? Okay. Oh, that's a positive reinforcement. You went and cleaned your room. But if your mom and dad said, oh, go clean your room. And then, you know, we're going to um, go, you know, you're going to go mow the lawn. That's your reward. Um, how motivated are you to go clean your room? Not very. It's the same thing. Our bodies respond to positive rewards. So whether it's whatever you find that floats your boat, you know, going for a massage, getting your nails done, soaking in the tub, reading a book, you know, having your favorite tea, going for a walk with your girlfriend, whatever it is, you know, build those things into your, into your calendar because they're just as important as anything else. And a lot of times, because we are so busy and especially, you know, with this past year with having to move our work to home, having to homeschool our kids, having to do all the zoom stuff, learning new technology and all that kind of stuff like that. We got off the track of, you know, making time for each other and for doing things that, you know, are important to us because we're so busy learning and transitioning to new things that you have to remember, you have to build in times and rewards for yourself. So whatever you find that you like doing, do it. Okay. So we covered a lot in today's episode. Okay. Wasn't necessarily about, you know, more a physical, you know, health thing that we were changing, but we're, what we talked about something that was emotionally and, you know, and mentally is what we need to do. That's because our, our self-care and our health ladies is a whole compass of our entire bodies. So it's our mind, it's our hearts, it's our, you know, physical, it's, you know, it's the environment outside, it's the environment inside, and it all works to make us healthier. So if we want to have a healthier mindset, we are definitely going to have a healthier body because when you have a healthier mindset, it leads to a healthier body because it leads to healthier habits and doing things. So we, we talked today, you know, again, about how to reset our mindset to have more, you know, to think of things in different ways. We talked about flipping the script. We talked about how to be more self-aware. We talked about, you know, how important it is to step out of our comfort zone and try new things because when we step out of our comfort zone and we bring change in, change allows us to grow. Okay. Think of change as a growth experience, not as something stressful. So get outside of your comfort zone. Don't do the same things over and over again. Try something different and be willing and wanting to explore new different things. Okay. Then we said, you know, how can a change in your behavior develop new habits and routines? We talked about that. We talked about the five stages of change, which are pre-contemplation where you're just thinking about it 
to contemplation where it's actually you're you're actually putting it more into you know your mindset you're starting to do a little bit more about it then we talked about determination then we talked about action and then we talked about the most important thing being maintenance and that's where people fall off the horse the most is because they don't maintain something over a period of time okay then we talked about you know how this can help change your habits you know about when we change your mindset it helps to change your habits okay then we talked about habit stacking why if you stack habits together that go together it helps us to have better routines and it helps us to stick with those things then we what then we talked about using cues for our habits you know why do we do certain things the way that we do them okay let's analyze that a little bit moving back to again becoming more self-aware then we talked about how to, you know, look at our habits like a staircase and, you know, when to stack habits that go together. You don't want to put something in there that doesn't, you know, go with the flow because that's just a disruption. Okay. And then we also talked about how to analyze our habits and why we're including them. Okay. Those are very, very important. We talked about don't have the should haves or the want have goals or habits. They need to be your own. Okay. And then we talked about sticking to a schedule and then we ended with reward. Okay. We need to reward ourselves. So I hope that you found something, you know, uh, maybe an aha moment, or maybe something that, you know, you've been thinking about that, you know, maybe you hearing it reinforce something that you've been thinking about, because sometimes, you know, you put something out in the universe. And then if you start hearing other people start talking about it around you, it's like, oh, confirmation that what you're thinking about is actually you're on the right track. So hopefully maybe that was something for you today. Maybe you got something out of this. You found new information about habit stacking and different things. So, you know, I hope that it was beneficial. So thank you so much. Oh, and I have for you a um, freebie that I wanted to um, give to y'all. Hang on. I want to tell you about it. And you can grab it on the on our wellwomannetwork.com um, podcast page. So wherever this podcast is going to be um, loaded, you can get the you can get our freebie and it's called 21 healthy habits for 2021. Okay. And so go over to wellwomannetwork.com forward slash podcast dash. Um, I believe this is going to be one Oh eight. I think this is podcast one Oh eight, but anyways, if you go over to wellwomannetwork.com and then in the nav bar, look under podcasts and in our latest podcast, this one, you know, which is how to reset your mindset for 2021, you will find the, um, the place where you can click and you can get the 21 healthy habits, um, freebie that we've got there for you. And then again, like I said, please go and leave us a rating over on iTunes. It's very important. Please share this podcast with a girlfriend that you, that you know, all you have to do is, um, when you're in the episode, click the little three buttons on the side, it'll, you click that, it'll tell you to share. You can share it in a message. You can share it, um, on messenger, I believe to Facebook, wherever, but please share it to a girlfriend and tell them about it so that we can add new listeners to the show. Contact us over on Instagram at well woman network, you know, snap a shot at this podcast and then tag us at well woman network and we'll tag you back. Leave us um, a DM over there or come to our group. Well woman network 360 over on Facebook and um, join the conversation over there. All right. So thank you so much for listening today. You guys are always in my heart. I'm always thinking about, you know, what can we bring to the podcast to, you know, to enlighten you, to move you forward in this health journey and to do, you know, and just bring you different things and talk about it in a different way. Be open and honest about conversations because that's what we really want this podcast to be is open and honest conversations. You know, we're all growing. We're all learning. We're on that journey. Like I said, it's a, it's not um, a destination. It's, it's about the journey and we're all on it together. So thank you so much. May you have a richly blessed week and talk to you later and bye for now. The information including but not limited to 
text, graphics, images, and other material contained on the main Well Woman Network website, in Well Woman Network blog post, on the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast, and any other Well Woman Network health educational resources are for educational purposes only. The purpose of Well Woman Network's educational resources is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to, to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your personal physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard or read on any of our platforms.